0: As far as hot takes go, I feel like this episode is going to have at least one or two of them. Although, to be very honest, I feel like this episode is probably going to be the most neutral episode I have ever done. Like, normally it's either I'm defending the dudes, or I'm going up against the babes, or defending the babes, going up against the dudes or some shit. But this is probably the most neutral I think I've ever been. And I mostly think it's because the main topic revolves around a very, very open question. But... I will get into that. But before I get into that, I want us to start off from China. Now, there is a Chinese university student in Changzhou City who has invented and patented a remote kissing device. The device is specifically designed for long distance relationships and can mimic and transfer the kiss of a person to the quote unquote mouth on the other side. Now, I'm kind of thinking about this for a second. And Honestly speaking, like people back in the day, like our grandparents, you know, our parents, like when they were busy looking forward to the futures, like the 2020s and shit, the ones that Batman Beyond were written in, like people were thinking of us actually doing some very impressive shit, like, you know, having flying cars and, you know, probably we might have discovered teleportation by now or some interesting sci-fi type thing that we'd have probably turned into a reality. But when you kind of look at us today, we've probably come up with way more ways to decrease physical intimacy and invented way more sex toys than we probably need. And honestly, I'd want to be the person that brings back those people back to life because they'd be wondering what in the fuck? So I've seen the video of this supposed remote kissing tool that this guy has invented, and I'm not gonna lie, I have my thoughts on it, and I will get into them in a quick second because there is definitely something to be asked about it, but before I get into that, like, you kind of think of, you know, the 80s and 90s, hell, even the early 2000s, when people were busy looking at what we'd be doing in the 2020s, like, they were looking at, you know, this time as a time that's full of promise and full of so many interesting tech innovations and shit that we'd probably be making work so easy that everything will be like, you know, automated and shit. But when you kind of think about it, like, one of the most automated things right now is girlfriends, which we probably never looked forward to. And, you know, we never probably knew that could actually happen, but guess what the fuck only fans is like in some ways, when you actually do sort of plan your responses like that, it sort of becomes an automated thing, you know, and there's a whole lot of things to talk about there. But anyways, back to the whole remote kissing device. So both people will have, you know, one kissing device on one end and another kissing device on the other end, and it's sort of shaped like lips. And I'm not going to lie to you, when I kind of saw them, one of the first things that popped up in my head is if there's a tongue in there and if there's a nice soft set of rubbery lips or, you know, nice feeling lips. Hey, it's not just the lips that I'm putting in there, or at least it's not just my lips that I'll be putting there. Like who says I can just put my dick there, you know, it might actually be a pretty good thing, you know, although it doesn't look like it goes in that deep. So I probably wouldn't put my dick in there because, you know, it might be just a few inches, but I don't think that, you know, it'll accommodate all that space. But at least it will teach guys who are pathetic at kissing not to throw the entire tongue down your throat. And when I think about that, that in and of itself is an invention that I believe will help quite a lot of women and men, because some of these babes do not know how to make out for shit. You know, kind of like this podcast, not in the making out part, but, you know, giving people something that can make them a little bit better. And I probably should have started it in probably a slightly more inventive way, in a way that probably sounded sort of well thought out. Kind of like when I end up saying, Welcome to Breakdown on West Side, your number one breakdown podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who is just about to call Soldier Boy Legendary. Because I guess kiss me through the phone came before this shit and he's probably gonna take credit for it. He's a man who believes that astrology should have been the study of ass. It is none other than your tall, dark and mildly handsome man. Sir Denverby. The show is Battle of the Sex is our weekly love, sex and relationships show where I get to pose some very interesting questions. Like, would you make out with someone from another part of the planet using a piece of rubber plastic and shit? You know, some of those questions that need to be asked. And if you do feel like giving feedback... Then the place to do it at is at Breaktime on my site on Facebook or on IG. The DMs are always open. You can reach out to me there and we can have a very nice chit chat over whatever it is that you had. Or if there is something that you'd want me to cover, then that is the same place to send it to. If Twitter is more your style than Facebook or IG, then the place to hit me up at is at BagakaTheD. The DMs are also open in that area as well. Now, I do want to get into our main topic of today because it involves a question that I never really thought I would ever ask or contemplate. But before I get into that, we need to talk about the US of A for a little bit. And normally, I would try to avoid some of these stories because I am in Nairobi, Kenya, but I do feel like some of these things need to be pointed out because I know I call America a very crazy country and I say that there's all sorts of madness there but whatever the hell I'm about to read here is a little bit much. Now. While I was on IG over the weekend, there was a post that was posted up by Spiritual Word And these guys had collected a couple of child sexual abuse stories over that period of time, like over a very short period of time that were just popping up as headlines on the internet. Now, I'm going to read a bunch of them for you because it's not like it's one or two or three. It's like an entire list of them. Now, the first one that they have is a 45-year-old cheer coach charged with rape after allegedly having sex with her daughter's 16-year-old boyfriend at least 300 times, okay? Then the next one reads, 31-year-old Connecticut married lunch lady arrested after having sex with 14-year-old boy and sending him nudes. That's the second story. Now, there's a third one which states, a 34-year-old quote-unquote teacher of the year known as Jacqueline Ma was arrested for alleged sexual abuse of a former student. That's not the last one. There's another one which is Destiny Hillsman, 25, a Houston teacher at Holland Middle School, was arrested and charged for grooming, texting and kissing middle school girls. And these were a couple of stories that just popped up over one weekend period. Like not in a bad way, like I can get, the US is full of like over 300 million people and shit and these are just like 5 stories but still, this is a massive ass number. Like I kind of have to ask this because I don't want to bring up the whole oh you know these boys were snitches and they've enjoyed this shit. I feel like I've brought up that part a little bit too much but I just kind of need to ask why exactly would a couple of female teachers or at least why exactly would a female teacher want to bang a high school kid? Like is it that you know, they kind of ran out of people to shag or is it that because they spent so much time in the same exact area, they ended up developing an attraction for these young boys? Or, and this is probably the most weird take out of all of it, is it that, you know, young American boys have actually started becoming hot? Because I don't know. Like it feels like the number of these sexual abuse cases with high schoolers is shooting through the roof at a bit of an alarming rate. If I'm not wrong, sometime towards the end of last year, there was a report of, you know, like hundreds of cases of sexual abuse between teachers and young high school students. And this was all in the US of A. So you kind of have to ask yourself why the hell these numbers are spiking up so bloody much. And of course, you can bring up the whole, oh, you know, they spend so much time with these kids, or maybe it can develop an attraction, kind of like the workplace and shit. And that would seem like a valid point, except that I think that there has to be a certain lack of moral code for that to happen because, and this is probably a wild example, it's not like you look at a park ranger or a zookeeper or someone that works at an animal orphanage looking and taking care of a very beautiful animal and then they suddenly think to themselves, hmm, what if I shagged this animal? I've never seen that happen and I'm guessing in the high school it might be roughly the same case. Although on the flip side, it's not like these animals will grow up to like full size level and then they'll be considered shaggable by these rangers, or at least shaggable by humans in general, if I can put it that way. So you could kind of argue that point out, but at the same time, it still seems like a lack of morals. Although, to be very honest, I do feel like there is a couple of things that I do need to point out. And the first person that we probably need to pay attention to is the lunch lady that was sending the notes. Like don't get me wrong, we like meat, and you know, probably she wanted to, you know, take dude's meat, or you know, forcefully took dude's meat and shit, and you know, maybe was a little young, but the nudes part, the nudes part, I just didn't get. Like, you're sending a bunch of nudes to this guy and he still doesn't get the point? Like, I feel like with nudes, there's only a certain number of angles and positions and things that you can take pictures of and send that you can probably consider to be enough. Because at some point, it's just going to start seeming very repetitive. Although the bigger case was the 45-year-old career coach that was banging the daughter's boyfriend. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to lie That whole guy banging the mother and the daughter type of storyline has made for some very great pornos, but hey, when you kind of start to call it rape, and then you state that dude was doing it or at least did it a total of about 300 or more times, like I'm not gonna lie, I feel like at some point the dude was probably enjoying it. Like, I've never really been in this whole sexual assault position where you might feel like stuck or some shit, but I feel like at some point the dude might have actually been enjoying this. Now, I did actually read into this story a little bit, as opposed to all the others, and this dude, when texting with a woman, like they used to go and bang during lunch break and apparently the girlfriend's mom would get pissed off whenever this guy would say that he's going to go and meet or going to go and talk to other girls. Like I'm not saying that you shouldn't tell your daughter's boyfriend not to cheat on your daughter but if that was the angle that you're going to go with then you've technically been ensuring that he does that with you the entire time. Then on top of that, if this guy wanted to bounce, and this is my personal opinion, he could have ended things very easily because it's her ass that would have been on the line as opposed to his, whichever way you look at it. Whether it's from the school's perspective or his girlfriend's perspective, like woman's ass would have been on the line the entire time, which does kind of make me think that dude probably kind of wanted this shit to happen. Although truth be told, This is actually a five-year-old story, it's just that the dude came out now. But all in all, I don't want to speculate too much into it, so I'm just gonna leave it at that, and I am going to move on to our main topic of today. Now, moving things on to serious business, so about three, maybe four weeks ago, there was a story that came out on IG, on social media, hell, even on YouTube, and people were talking about it by the numbers. And it was a story of a man who had come out that or at least who had been revealed as a quote unquote trophy husband because he doesn't work and he has three wives that have pretty much been holding up, you know, his side of like the family's giving. Now, I am going to read the story and I will kind of get into something there because there was a pretty interesting question that I sort of left myself asking over the past weekend that I feel like we probably do need to consider. So the story reads, and I quote, A man who calls himself a quote-unquote trophy husband has revealed that not only does he have three wives, but he doesn't work. Comparing his role in the polyamorous family to that on a chessboard, the dad of two, Nick Davis, says he doesn't have a job because the king doesn't move around much, while the queens have all the power. Meanwhile, his three wives, April, Danielle, and Jennifer, all have full-time professions. Nick met his first wife, April, at university 15 years ago. Before they welcomed Jennifer into their marriage nine years later. While it might sound unusual, that 8-year-old April says she is happy having extra women in the relationship to meet Nick's "quote unquote" needs. Nick's a lot to handle. Let's just say that, in a lot of ways, Nick is a lot to handle in the bed. She told TLC's Seeking Sister Wife program. In fact. It was actually April who introduced her 39-year-old husband to 25-year-old Jennifer, who was 19 at the time, thinking she would be a good fit for their family. April shared, It just became evident to me that she was a great person. There was a lot of high intellect in that big brain of hers and I knew that Nick would find her attractive. Nick explained that he likes to be snuggled up in the middle of his wives at night, but that sex always occurs in a different area of the home with each wife. When the Polyamorous family appeared on Seeking Sister Wife last year, they welcomed 22-year-old Danielle into their family. In a wedding ceremony with his other two wives by his side, Nick said he was quote-unquote living the dream as he committed to Danielle. End quote. Okay, having read this entire thing, I'm not gonna lie, you know, the whole banging in a different part of the house does seem like a pretty interesting thing to do. But anyways, when I read this story, I actually decided to sort of look at the comments and listen to the people that are busy talking about this. And I'm not going to lie, there was very, very split views on this entire thing. And it almost was completely split based off of gender, because when the babes were giving the comments and were giving their takes on this, they were talking about how this neck guy is or should I say should be ashamed to be a man or at least should be ashamed as a man. Because he's not providing, he's not doing his. You know his role as the man of the house and shit blah 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 and you know I can kind of understand it you know the dude is the one that's expected to provide and he's also expected to protect you know financially to a certain degree and you know most of what he's doing is penetrating like he's he's really really constant dick for all three of these women and I can get why some women might look at this entire situation and be like nah I wouldn't want such a man in my life and hell even some guys were actually on this whole bandwagon because you know there's some guys that have been brought up old school and they're like a man's role is to provide you're supposed to be the one standing strong you shouldn't be supported by a woman or by your women in this case and nick kind of goes against all of that you know plus the whole trophy title has mostly been a woman's thing But there was another group of guys who I'd like to call the city boys for this. And they were like, yo, city boys, we up. Dude doesn't have to work. Dude can pretty much just stay home. He doesn't have to worry about shit. And the babes will provide, they'll cook, they'll take care of the house. And dude just has to make sure he treats them nice. He ensures that they're all on the same page. And he gives them great pipe as he probably should or probably even is doing. And when you kind of think about it, it does seem like a pretty good idea. But this kind of brought up a new question for me not from the basis of trying to support the dudes but this actually brought up a new question for me and it's something that I never really thought I'd ever think about and it was what if we stopped looking at monogamy as the social norm like what if we opened it up and we allowed for non-monogamy and polyamory to take hold in our society or societies and while this question sort of came up mostly after rereading this story i'm thinking about it all across the board you know even in a polyamory type sense now for those of you all that don't know what polyamory is it's sort of the umbrella term of having multiple partners as a single individual or as multiple individuals. Now, the most common one is polygamy, which is one man, multiple women. But then there's also the other side of this equation, which is rarely talked about, which is polygyny. And you know, that one is the one that I guess is normally forgotten, but just referred to as polyamory, where you can be one woman with multiple male partners or multiple husbands. Now, that entire thing does seem a little bit wild. And when you think about the current society as is, right now, it can cause quite a bit of chaos. But when you look at the current situation of relationships and marriages today, it is something that seems very compelling because when you look at a lot of the guys that are supposedly in relationships on married, you're finding there's quite a number of them that are cheating. They're having a side piece. Some of them might have already gotten their side piece or their second wife that or should I say secret wife pregnant and there's even a kid. Like there's these people that are having multiple partners and they're already in some sort of monogamous partnership and the reason they're not coming out and they have to play all hide and seek with this information is simply because monogamy is the current social norm. Having multiple partners is a problem. And I'm not speaking about this just for the benefit of guys because this is something that affects women as well. There are women that have multiple partners and are in some sort of a monogamous relationship. And you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a second husband because that one's very hard to sort of conceal. But there are the boy toys, the Ben 10s, the side dudes that could be there as well. Hell, the partner might also be playing against the home team. So you might find a man with a side dude and a woman with a side chick or some shit then you look at the current landscape in the dating market where there's a lot of babes that are willing to be a second wife to a wealthy dude who's older as opposed to being a first wife to a dude that is a lot younger but doesn't make the kind of money that the older dude does because the current economic situation at least here in kenya isn't particularly at its best and hell even before shit got so bad this year Like there were babes that were already sort of contemplating such a thing way back in the day. And it might not necessarily be a case of being a second wife, but just being a side chick was good enough for them. As long as they're with a guy that makes way more and is willing to support that sort of lifestyle. And when you kind of look at it, there's a lot of young guys that are working themselves off, that are working their asses off just so that they can get a chance to be with a babe because there's competition from a set of guys that make a factor and more money than they do. And they didn't have that certain amount of time or those opportunities to actually sort of capitalize and make so much money at the current age they're in. So it's becoming very hard for guys to get one babe. And, you know, there's some that are getting one babe that want more than one. And the same also goes for the women. And so, you know, that question probably should be brought up because with the current environment, where things are getting shitty, not that I like quoting Andrew Tate, but as he says, when things get tough, that's when you find people moving towards their traditional gender rules and you can kind of see it. There's a lot of women that are willing to shack up with a guy as a side piece or as a second wife, just so that they can be taken care of. And, you know, they don't mind doing, you know, the whole gender role women's thing. And for guys, they're pretty much working their asses off so that they can get women so that they can sort of at least get a partner and shit. And when I kind of think about this, of course, there has to be pros and cons to it. And when you look at the pros, the pros are pretty interesting. You know, if you're a guy and you're a guy of means, then you can have more than one woman. You can have multiple women. You can have more than one wife. You can finally satisfy your desire for sexual variety, at least to an extent. So... It does kind of mean that you will have the freedom to have multiple women. And when you look at the the single guy, the young single guy that's trying to get babes, at least you won't have to be trying to get the babes that just want you for your means or for your resources. You can get someone that is very morally inclined and simply wants to be with you because they care about, you know, starting something with you and having some sort of a solid foundation for the family. Then You look at the women, you know, there's women that will have a lot of money that can have multiple boyfriends and, you know, satisfy their liking for sexual variety. You know, there's young guys that probably are lazy or don't feel like taking responsibility and just want to enjoy the good life and they can finally get that. But you also look at the cons. There's a lot of single guys that are going to be losing out on this because they're young and they're broke and they might have to work all the way till they're like at least 40 to get a chance with some of these women and it is something that is very very possible because if all the good looking all the fine young babes end up with all of these older guys as second and third wives and side pieces and shit then now it becomes harder for you to pull a babe and yes there are the very morally inclined ones that don't want to be anyone's second wife and shit and they have their pride but a massive number of the babes that won't be getting into you know these polyamorous or non-monogamous relationships might actually end up being the ugly babes. So there's gonna be a large number of young single dudes that'll be fighting for the bottom of the scrap heap. Not in a bad way though. Then also when you look at you know for the babes, yes there's the whole you know you can be with a guy that's wealthy and shit but imagine the woman that's stuck by this man for all of these years when he started from nothing into something. She's been wife number one and she was probably expecting that she'd be enjoying the treats with her man and you know they'd be sitting on the table enjoying themselves. Now you've been added there, you didn't sit through the struggles and you're enjoying the same exact fruits and that will definitely breed some level of resentment plus also you find that a lot of the babes that'll end up being discarded or not being selected will probably be looked at as bottom of the scrap heap for reasons that a lot of other guys might not want them even though they are young and single. And so when you kind of look at the cons as opposed to the pros, the cons actually kind of look worse to a certain degree especially if you are a young single man that is just trying to build yourself up and you know that you won't be able to match up to these 40 50 60 year old guys how maybe even 70 when it comes to the resource or the wealth perspective and so the question is why would i consider this in the first place and it kind of goes back to the whole origins of monogamy episode that i was doing a couple of weeks back one of the early episodes of this season And when I was busy discussing the theories that I had found, there was the third theory that I mentioned, which was developed by a mathematician. And it said that monogamy was essentially more of like a mating strategy that was developed by men and women kind of liked it. And the whole backing behind it was that the men saw that there were these very few of them that were getting all of these women. And because they knew that they didn't have the sort of resources or the wealth or were at the top of the pyramid the same way these very few top level men were, what they did is they went to these women and they told them, yo, look, I can't give you the kind of resources that the guy has, but instead of being one amongst many, you come, I will take care of you. I will provide and protect you and I will give you affection and love to you alone and you will be one of one and I will give you my everything and my all. Or at least that was sort of the gist of it. And it seemed like a very suitable mating strategy for some of these women. And they ended up caving in. And, you know, as such, we have monogamy as is. And that, I think, is probably one of the best explainers for why monogamy exists, at least in the current modern age. You know, this post Prince Albert and Queen Victoria level where people are all about love and romance. But when you kind of look at the current state of affairs today... Even though there was the whole love thing back then and people talk about it today, how much of it really is there? Like, let's be very honest, whether we want to admit it or not, monogamy is very very hard in this current time for a lot of people. And to a certain degree, you can chalk it down to people lacking integrity, so the one person that they should have been devoted and faithful to, they're not doing that, they're including other players in shit, they're doing some secret shit, but at the end of the day, the whole basis you know the whole logical justification for monogamy as a mating strategy if you use it on quite a number of monogamous relationships and partnerships and shit you find that in quite a number of them it's not really being followed to all the way it's kind of lacking in a certain sense. People sort of look at monogamy as the norm but in practice, they tend to take a slightly more different approach in quite a lot of relationships. It's just that they like to be secretive about this and that kind of does bring me to the conclusion to all of this. I remember there was a time when I did an episode based off of something that me and my supervisor at work were talking about where she was like she would much rather cry in the Range Rover than laugh on the bicycle you know depending on like the men and shit because at the end of the day both men will still cheat now if you kind of look at it that way then the idea of looking at relationships as non-monogamous by default probably holds a lot of water but at the end of the day I do think that if people ignored monogamy as a social norm and took a more open approach to dating and partnerships, then maybe we'd stop being a bunch of hypocrites in quite a number of cases and actually go into dating and choose a sort of dating style with intention at the very core. Although, then again, I might probably be wrong about this or i might be right either way i'd like your feedback on it so the dms are open on ig on facebook it is at break time on our side on twitter it is at Bagaka the d thank you so much for listening all the way till the end and i will catch you guys on the next break